Welcome back to the castle. This is the Ghost of Doctor podcast. I am your host, Clint Roper, and as always, I am joined by... Kurt Roper. No relation. Strange coincidence is all. Yeah, a lot of strange coincidences. I know coincidences is the correct plural, but it felt weird to yeah, say. Yeah, coincidai. <laughs> strange coincidoxies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, so today, today we're going to be talking about it. What? No. Mm, no, no, no. No, we're not doing a bit. Who's on first? Nope. So we're going to talk about it, the book. It, the miniseries, TV miniseries, and we're going to talk about It, the movie, or movies, because it was done in two parts. Now, interestingly enough, every single one of these stories is done with a different story structure. They tell the story different every time. Lots of other differences, obviously, 1,150 pages. So we're going to, you know, there's going to be a lot of extra characters, a lot of big differences in the book. We're going to try to keep that to the minimum. We're not going to discuss like all of the differences between it the book and it the movie and it the miniseries. No, we're going to basically stick to concepts. We're going to stick to uh what we can actually compare between the three. Okay? So those are kind of the rules. And the ultimate goal is to figure out who gore it better. Sound good? Yeah, it sounds really good. Okay. When did you read the book? I read it I think when I was in junior high. I didn't read it as far as all the way through then, because it was really long, I realized this, and I wasn't much for work to begin with. So I shirked it after like 200 pages and just picked up a short story collection, Four Past Midnight, instead. Uh, it's funny that both of those books were in our library, because we both checked them out at our high school library. Um, and it, both of those books involve like, uh, we'll just get this out of the way, because everybody knows about what it involves, right? There's that scene with the kids... Uh, Beverly and the and the boys, right? I don't have to go any further than that. But there's also, in uh, Four Past Midnight, there's the library police. And in that story, there's a part where a kid gets uh, molested. And those were both in our high school library. And I think they had accelerated reader points. I don't even know if anybody knows what that is, but it's points you get for reading the book. And they're big books, so we were like, yeah, we want to read those. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't do anything with the points either, I don't think. It's think not like there was... you got a date, you got like a, a small time out of, maybe just like one period out of school, uh, and got you got to go to the library and watch a movie or something once a month. Okay, we can't digress a lot, because there's a lot to get through. So, let's go ahead and get into it. Uh, let's talk about the structure of the book first. All uh, right, all right. It is told from the narrative viewpoint of um, of Mike, and uh, he's a reliable narrator, which is good. And in, in stories, there's both reliable and unreliable narrators. We're already deviating. Yeah, it's fine. We're, we won't we won't deviate any further. We won't mention that the fact that all the other characters remembering things incorrectly or not at all is kind of like a take on he has to be a, a a reliable narrator for the plot to work, or else it's just like they. Like five pages in, they commit him into an insane asylum and they just move on with their lives. If they didn't start remembering things when they entered, you know, you know they, what? You know what? There's. I just realized there's multiple ways we could do the structure of this podcast. 
we could talk about all three separately, which is what we decided to do. And that would be the movie version, right? Where you're doing it one after the other. You know, they, they tell the story of the kids in the first movie. The second movie is the adults. Or we could we could do a little jumping back and forth, um, which is more like both. It's more like the book. Um, I feel like because we're comparing them, we're going to have to do that. And now that we're into it, now that we're... Now that we're knee deep in uh, in this comparison, and we thought a title up and everything, so we got to go through with it. There's no backing out of this. Yeah, go on. Okay, so okay, so the structure of the book is is uh, it's it tells the the kid's point of view. Um, that story is happening in uh, combination with the adult story, so that when you get to the climax of the kid's story you get to the climax of the adult story and they both end kind of one after the other. The whole point of him doing that is so he can jump back and forth, which is good for suspense purposes. But also, so when when he struck so when he structures the book, he doesn't have essentially to do like figure out how to do six acts instead of three or ten instead of five, however you want to think of it. Right. It, it makes sense from a from a book construction standpoint. Yeah, the pacing isn't all wonky. It yeah. doesn't it doesn't like it doesn't shoot straight up with, with craziness then back down in a lull. It's not like a Charles Dickens two part novel or anything. Right. But the miniseries starts with the adults, um, and then each adult remembers their part of the story as kids. And then that concludes with the climax of the kids portion of the story at the end of the first episode of of the miniseries. There were two. And then the next episode begins with them coming to town to fulfill their promise to Mike or to each other. And it's the adult portion from then on. Which makes sense from a miniseries or from a from a basically uh the structure of a television show at all because you want to have the first episode be framed by them as an adult and and them getting the call and remembering and then you get you get to have that flashback and then flashback forward at, at the end which which flashbacks are things you can do in, in 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 books you can do them in television and movies but they work a lot better with a visual medium cuz otherwise you have to explain it it's a che- you have to segment things and it's really just jumping back and forth it doesn't work as well like you can flash back and forth, but it doesn't work as well as in a movie where all you have to do is like visually you can show somebody looking at a window and they're you know, they're scratching their chin stereotypically. Yeah. And then they kind of they kind of blur out and they blur back in and all of a sudden it's the flashback. You or, can't Yeah, or even better, they're just they just transition with some music from a old golden oldie rock and roll song to some kids playing in clothes that's obviously dated and that's the past. Or you can do the Wayne's world. I like that one. Postmodernism. Bill, it's back. And Bill's like, Georgie. But he's like, Georgie. He has to stutter through the doodly doos. Yeah, now you're making fun of people with stuttering problems. That's fine. You had a stuttering problem, so I feel like I'm just making fun of you. I did have a stuttering problem, and thank you for bringing that up. Did you thrust your fist against the post often? <laughs> you know, when you don't when you don't finish that sentence, 
it sounds it doesn't sound like a like a like a um, it's really edgy yeah it sounds pretty edgy yeah man it sounds like a, you know what it does it's it sounds like a euphemism for something threat you know what ever since they got married they've been thrusting their hands against the post often yeah oh where's Every your brother day- he's in the bathroom he's been in there two hours what's he doing thrusting his fist against the post <laughs> oh, oh man can we just have a podcast where we sit around thinking of euphemisms for jerking off? Because that's what this feels like anyway. Um, Back on topic. Anyway, so yeah, that's the structure, right? We have the the flashbacks. They work a little bit better in the TV series. So it makes sense to do it that way in the TV series. The movie, I don't know if the movie felt like it had to be different, differentiate itself from both the book and the the TV series because it does all of the kids stuff up front and then does all of the adult stuff. And that works because it's a it's a standalone. They're both standalone stories, and they're both standalone movies. It's not like in you know with a TV series, you have one night or was it a week? With I think they it was a two night event. Um, I could be wrong, but and I by the way, I, we watched this when it was when it aired. So we we did watch the miniseries when it was airing. Um, I think it was a two night event. Uh, that's not a lot of time. Movies have. A ton of time in between when those movies came out. I think it was more than a year, I think, even. I think it was a couple of years between the first chapter and the second chapter of it. Yeah, it was 2017 and 2019. And, and here's the thing. I I don't think they shot, because if I remember correctly, they were they were doing casting still during after the success of the first movie. So I don't think they actually they shot it. They did not expect the movie to be as popular. They couldn't have possibly have expected that movie to be as big as it was or is, is to be received as well as it was, because otherwise they would have been casting before they even released it. They would have had a stinger at the end where it's like, it's come back, somebody in a phone, you know. They would have done something like that. Yeah, they'd have, they'd have had... Um... Oh, do you remember those two years where we all thought about our fan, like fanboy, where we were thinking our fan casting choices, like our fantasy castings? It was like, oh, man, who would you have play Mike? Or who would you have... Uh, have, who would you have play Ben? And I think everybody wanted Chris Pat, Pratt for Ben because we we're like, yeah, I could see him becoming going from fat to muscular. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I like that. Uh, I think Idris Elba was definitely my Mike. I was like, man, he can play anything, and he's the right age for a Mike. I think so. Uh, there's an SNL uh, skit with Idris Elba, and it's literally, can you play that? And the answer is no, always no. <laughs> you know, can you play a blind guy? N- yeah, no, you can't. It's not, you know, the whole joke is it's not politically correct. Could you play so-and-so? Yeah, I could. No, no, you can't play that either. You know, so. Um, we're not doing very well. This is going to be a three-parter. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to take a page out of the movie. Yeah, we're going to we're gonna do this in, uh, we're going to do this in, in, uh, in two parts. Hey, Clint from the uh, past. This is Clint from the future doing the editing. And you're, you're right. This is going to be a two-parter. Um, and there's no getting getting past that. I've cut out so much shit because you and your dumb fucking mouth and brain won't stop. All right, back to the uh, regular scheduled program. The podcast went off the rails, and now we've got to figure out how to fix it. That's the that's the the plot. We're jumping back. <laughs> I'll, I'll, well, it'll be in post. I'll I'll, okay. I'll that in post. Um, okay. So. Uh, Jesus Christ, what even the fuck were we talking about? Go ahead. We were talking about the uh we just literally only made it through the structures of the of the 
<laughs> we, the li- books and we, we literally only made it through the structure. Okay. Yeah, magic editing button. It's not. It takes time. It's fucking. It's killing me. You did it to yourself. Stop <laughs> no, talking. Stop fucking, talking. I can't do, just fucking all, stop. You know what? This is all staying in. Yeah, I'm taking the, taking the editing day off. Okay. Um. Uh. Okay. So that cover structure. Which of the uh, iterations of it would you consider to be the genuinely would be would be considered the most terrifying? I mean, the book is definitely terrifying, and that's just because the. The the film, even, and the miniseries to a much greater extent, couldn't show the violence of the book. Mm-hmm. Even in 2020, almost, you can't show some of the things that happen in the book uh, on the screen. You'll just get, you'll get a fucking um, adult rating. Yeah, NC-17 these days, right? Yeah. I don't think they hand out X's anymore. I actually don't even know if an NC-17 still exists because I haven't seen one. I think most people just choose to go unrated if that's the case. Um, ratings are fucking arbitrary. Who cares? Yeah, the NPAA I mean, is stupid. I, I don't want to take my, my four-year-old to see a movie where it's like, it's just like, here's some full frontal nudity and um, just an hour and a half of someone having their head ripped off while someone screams fuck. I don't want to take my four-year-old to that. Beyond that, before, beyond that cutoff point of about 13, I don't give a shit. You know, fucking, they, my, you know, when my kid's 13, they can watch whatever the fuck they want. Ratings are arbitrary, and also it's all political, too. Big studios get, get, uh, special consideration. We all know how that works. So, so fuck. What we, I, I think I, the, I'm, I shouldn't have phrased it like, what's the scariest or what's more frightening? It, the clown, or it, the entity, is different in every single version. So we probably need to talk about that. Because that's going to inform how kind of terrifying it is. Yeah, I think it, um, in the book, is shape-shifting. He's, um, um, but he he has different forms he takes, you know. Um, He, uh, mostly of old Universal IPs, but... Yes, I, I think it's so hard. You can't like he does a little bit of that in the miniseries, but you can't separate it in the miniseries from the the clown Pennywise. It's impossible. That's right. I mean, you can at the end to to much chagrin. But. <laughs> Space spider. <laughs> uh, hey, let's we'll, we'll we'll talk about that in a second because I'm going to ask you. I'll ask you that question. Don't answer yet, but. If there's if it was even possible in the story in a satisfying way with to, when you if you're going to reveal it was was it ever going to be satisfying but but you're right okay so in the book it's like a monster mash it's, St- it's Stephen King just wants an excuse to throw whatever monster out at these kids because they're afraid of monsters right if he wants it to be a giant bird it's a giant bird if he wants it to be the Gillman it's the Gillman if he wants it to be the werewolf or the Wolfman. It is. That's what it is. And I wonder, I can't remember if it's actually the werewolf from I Was a Teenage Werewolf in the book or if it's the actual Wolfman. <laughs> and, and then they did the TV uh, movie and they just couldn't afford the Wolfman. And so they were like, what can we afford? That Michael Landon Teenage Werewolf movie. That's what I think happened. I have no evidence to back that up. But but it's a monster match. You're right. But then in the... Uh, in the, uh, the, t- the the miniseries, it's different. Yeah, it's different because, one, you have the star power of Tim Curry. And he basically disappears into that role completely. 
he actually does disappear completely into that role. Yes. I he, mean, yes. And I think I think it's it's one it's budget related. Mm-hmm. And two, more importantly, I think once you see the dailies of him chewing the scenery like that, I'm like, why would you n- not have him in every scene? Yeah. No, he's you're right. You can't separate that version from like if he it would be so disappointing to waste Tim Curry by having every time he pops up he's some other thing that isn't Tim Curry. Uh Tim Curry's Pennywise in that movie uh and I'm going to say it's def it's probably my it's definitely my favorite Pennywise. The book's Pennywise is more it's actually more like the movie. Um he's more like the movie but in but the the TV miniseries mini like is really just an excuse for Tim Curry to chew scenery like you know I mean like I don't know how often I just think of a quote from uh from uh from it by Tim something Tim Curry said it fucking just makes me laugh or just the way he said it do you have prince albert in a can ha billy boy that kind of you know, it's just, I don't know, fucking everything he does is so quotable. And like, and I think you're right. I think you're right. You hit it on the, the fucking nail on the head when it talks comes to the miniseries is the reason that they have to let it be Tim Curry playing the clown is because of budget. They don't have these big effects. Uh, they don't have the money for this effects driven story, which is what it would have to be. And kind and is absolutely what it is in the movie. I mean... When you see a giant Paul Bunyan type statue, or you see the the thing from the painting, uh, I guess we're talking about the movie version of yeah, this that, now. That's the natural. I think that's the natural way to go, because it, you're right. It, it's more like the book because they have that CGI, and they also try to make Pennywise iconic with uh, I think a Bill Skarsgård, right? Yes. Um, always hard to Skarsgård. You throw a they're the they're like the new uh, bald ones. I tell you, but. If you like, if you, they're trying to make him iconic too. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has, he really does. That movie really did have to live in the shadow of the miniseries. Um, so also, I think it's a good point that they they hide a bit of that. Like you said, he turns into things. He turns into the thing in the painting. Uh, he turns into the leper with all the boils and and oozing stuff. Yes, there's something else about his character too, though. When you see Tim Curry playing that character, you're like, this is a this is very clearly a guy dressed up like a clown. And then, like when he pops up out of the floor and Eddie's in the shower, yes, you see like the the stop motion animation of like spreading of the drain, and he gets up, and you know he props himself up on a hand or something, or he says, and he says, you know, whatever he says to Eddie. He's a guy dressed as a clown. And even though you just saw him come out of a drain and it was all cartoony, he still just looks like a guy dressed as a clown. He looks kind of sinister, but he's he's laughing and, the, you know, smiling. And then he does that thing where he just goes completely serious, right? Like all of that humanity just drains away. And he drops his head. When he raises his head back up, he's got the sharp teeth and the, the yellow eyes and the dead light. The, yeah, that's him being feeling very human, feeling authentic 
as a clown, and then all of a sudden he's like the alien. You don't get that in the movie. Yeah, it's always alien. It looks like Skarsgård's character can, um, his version of it, can perfectly, perfectly imitate monster movies and paintings, but somehow like saw a picture of a clown once and doesn't get it. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like the, it's just it, what, the look he's always giving people, even when he's smiling. There's clearly it's not humanity. There's something alien behind his eyes. There's something sinister, and that's not Tim Curry. Right. There, that's the thing. How how dangerous realistically could that clown be? Because I understand Georgie in the opening getting charmed by Tim Curry. I don't understand him like not running away from scars. Going. Yeah, like even in the 1950s when it's like clowns are our friends, and you're like they're our cereal boxes, and you know it's like bozo. We love bozo. Even then, it's like um, looking at uh, looking at a clown in the sewer. You're just like, oh, that's a weird thing. And in the book, it's more um, more like it is in the the, the movie where it's. You know, there's a whole circus sense of the circus. It's, he smells the peanuts and the cotton candy, and so there's this. Um, there's this in the book. There's. I'm glad we're talking about this because even that one scene is a great example of how it's different. In the book, um, it's not just a clown in the in the sewer. It's a clown in the sewer, but there's some balloons, and he's actually manipulating what Georgie is smelling and what he hears and. It, there's there's some there's some power to it like a manipulation there's some it's, it feels more supernatural whereas in the movie up until the point where he has the sharp teeth you're just like uh well there's a clown in the sewer but it's a clown in the sewer i mean it doesn't you don't get it's he's not manipulating him in any ways it's like i he shows him a balloon hey there's nothing fucking there's not that doesn't mean there's a circus in the sewer it just means he brought a balloon into the sewer well um while we're on the subject of cast i think that's the next place to tackle since we're kind of there already we started with tim curry it the the eponymous it where do we go now i think we can continue with the rest of the cast because um you can't really do that with the book because right you can talk about the characters. But, yeah, but you can use the characters in the book as a benchmark for the miniseries okay. and the, and the yes. movie to kind of figure them out. I don't think you're going to get more characterization than a book can offer. I think it's going to hands down yeah, win. Yeah, that's the, that's, so that's the big benefit of it being a medium. The medium of being a book is longer form, but also, I mean, if we're being honest, it's incredibly long form in this case. I think there – I think a lot of – I think even side characters get fucking characterization in the book. Like characters that seemingly are they're fucking just mentioned as like a one-off in the um the movie or in the um in the miniseries have whole like they have whole viewpoints and wants and like uh, a little bit of an arc and characterization it's it's You mean like Mike's father? Yes, like Mike's father, who isn't played by anybody in either film that I know of, or the film or the the miniseries that I know of. Uh, but I know what you're getting at, so if you would like to talk. Oh, we can talk about that later if you want to. Uh, we can st- we can end it with Mike. We'll send it with Mike. We'll send it with Mike, and let's stay on the track right now. We'll talk about the cast. Before we talk about the cast, one more thing I would like to say about the um, the sewer scene is, in the movie, I do think it was done better I don't think that Georgie would have put his arm in there, but once he does put his arm in there, you get to see the arm come off. That's something that happens in the book. Um, 
so it's um it's nice to have that detail they they couldn't have shown it on TV. You know what the limitations of the miniseries is probably what made it so good in my opinion. And I do think it's good is the fact that it was limited by budget and what it the kind of story it could tell. It's literally a, it's a it's a clown murdering fucking children and they put it on television, you know, in a time when it's like a Fresh Prince of Bel-Air just did a show about somebody being gay, and that was controversial. I don't know if that was a thing, but I said it, and it sounds true, so don't, don't, you know, don't fucking at me. But, um, but, uh, but yeah, no, seeing it in the movie felt like it, it felt like uh, getting that extra part of the book that I was missing. And so if I were comparing those two scenes, I think I really liked the version from the, uh, the movie better. Although in the book, if we're talking about the book, there's this part where... The way he loses his sailboat isn't just that the the sailboat gets away from him, and I think they did this in the movie also. But he runs into a um, a sawhorse, you know, that they've put up to keep people from going that way because the, of the flooding. It's a big thing that's happening, uh, which would explain why there's so much fucking water out there uh, and why you shouldn't have let a kid go out. In it's the a run- different time, Clay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is a different. It's time. not until the seventies, really, that people get all afraid of the panel van type, and it's not till the eighties until people are worried that their kids are doing drugs, and it's not till the nineties until really people are definitely being wor- worried about being. Yep, kidnapped. they're worried about their kids joining multi ethnic gangs. Yeah, or multi or multi level marketing. Yeah, they're equally equally dangerous. Sure. <laughs> hey. We're a multi-ethnic gang. Look at our brightly colored... uh, We're all wearing different colors of flannel. (laughs) (laughs) Look, Jim, um, I'm going to sell some drugs, and you're going to sell some drugs, but I'm going to get a cut of your drug profit, right? But if you get people under you selling some drugs, then what we have is a business. We're going to make so much money and our drugs. I wasn't really paying attention to what we were doing. I apologize. All right. Anyway, moving on to cast. Cast, yeah. Um... I prefer the miniseries. I'm just going to say it if we're if we're holding it up directly to the book, but also within the limitations. I think the casting is done better. I think we have the benefit in 2017 of really good child actors. But what I'll say is the actors oh, playing yeah. the kids in the miniseries are pretty damn good for the 90s. No, no, no. You're right, you're right about that. I will say that the the okay, I'll say the casting is better for the kids hands down in the miniseries. Um it just is, you know. And uh but I'll also say I can barely tell any of those kids apart in 2017. Oh my god. Yeah. Well, um also Mike it, it Ben was, Ben yeah, Ben is nothing That's it. Ben is well, ben, yeah, Ben is also nothing like he is. He's he's way more like he is in the book in uh, in the miniseries than he is in the movie. Um, but you know, here's the thing: I had seen the miniseries when I read the book, so I might have been projecting a lot of that onto the page. Um, but so, hands down, the kids I think are better, way better cast in the miniseries than they were in the um, in the movie. Um, and then the kids in the book are so um, they're just so realized, and they're just so like individual they all you know it's it really is a the i don't want to jump ahead but the first part of the miniseries the first movie and that part of the book is the part that really drives it and that's well we'll we'll save that for my conclusion but but when it comes to the the adults version for the casting for the adults 
I would say that there's a few that are better in the miniseries, but there's also a few that are better cast for the character in the movie. And I bet you could guess which ones I'm going to say. Well, okay. I know which ones you're going to say. I know one you, you're probably going to say for the movie. That would be grown-up uh, Richie Tozer. Yes, grown-up Richie Tozer in the movie is Bill Hader. And uh, he is... I don't, I don't... It's kind of perfect for that part because he just feels like he is really just kind of that character. It's like if he was mean. If Bill Hader was mean in real life, and he could be. I don't know anything about him. He seems so charming, so nice. You know, his friends seem nice, too, and you are who you hang out with, but he could be like a, he could be a real asshole. We don't know. I mean, but he's probably not. He looks like a, he looks kind of like a teddy bear, but anyway. He's a good boy. He's a good boy. Um, I don't think he's done any drugs, ever. I don't know. If we ask everybody's mom, they're all good boys, but. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but, uh, no, that's Eddie Kasprak. Um, <laughs> but no, uh, but well, yeah. Definitely, definitely Eddie Kasprak played better in in the miniseries in both roles, but continue with Bill Hader. Yeah, Bill Hader, well, first of all, Bill Hader's funny. And, uh, and, uh, Richie, Richie Tozier is supposed to be funny. And Seth Green's Richie Tozier works in a corny, this is the 1950s, and that's a, he's a fucking kid. Yeah. yeah. It works in that regard. But when he's an adult and he's doing his, he's on fucking Leno or he's, whatever. He's a professional He's a professional comedian. He has no he has no like concept of timing. He has no timing. He has no punchlines. He just does wacky. Yeah, he literally. Nonsense. One of his jokes is he literally pretends to be a Japanese stereotype, which would have played in the nineteen fifties, but I can't. Played he, in the eighties too. It played in the eighties. You're right. Um, and then he pretends to be Godzilla, like running into power lines, but he's just making a series of grunts and noises, and it's there's no punchline. It's, there's not there's not a fucking the setup is well ah, but look it's Godzilla and the punchline is oh god it's God it's, it's Godzilla ha ah. it's not a that's not a fucking joke um, but Bill Hader is funny in real life and he brings that to the role and also uh, there when he when he's doing his thing you believe it it's believable he's he's funny it's and there are jokes and his jokes are fucking funny let me tell you other characters that I think are better in the um, I think honestly I think. It's a it's a wash with me when it comes to Beverly Marsh in both roles. I think I think both the child actors in both roles and the adult actors did did a great job. You know, I think they yes. they did a fantastic job. I think Eddie is better in the miniseries, and I think Stanley. Who cares? Doesn't matter as an adult. I actually think Stanley's better in the movie because Stanley is um, a little. I think he's featured a little more heavily in the movie than he was in the miniseries. He'd Stan- have to be, right? Well, yeah. <laughs> no, it's, but Stanley's kind of he doesn't re- make it to part two. Clint. He doesn't make it to part two. Spoilers. No, I mean, come on. Yeah, he doesn't make it to part two. But listen, um, Stanley in the in the miniseries, they clearly knew that his big his whole purpose in that miniseries was going to be able to say going to be to do two things. One, he's going to say it, it just isn't empirically possible, right? He's going to be the naysayer. And then um, two, he was going to be the uh, product of reshoots involving a mummy. Yes, yes. Um, but two, he's going. He's got to be the one that slits his. He's got to be the one that doesn't keep his promise. He's the one that. 
He takes the coward's way out. He cuts his wrist. Maybe it was it. That's not that's super a, important, though, for the story because it tells you just what you're facing and how much trauma there is that comes right. back immediately. Right. And and Mike probably just if like if I, I guess if he'd have known better, he probably wouldn't. He just would have left Stanley out of it. Yeah. I'd hope. <laughs> I hope he would have left him out of it. Now, Mike's, Stanley, a, Mike's a good guy. He probably would. That, that, yeah, Mike's a good guy. Um, no, but yeah, the kid, the kid that plays Stanley. Look, I didn't look up the kid's name. I apologize for that. But you could look up the kid's name. We live in a world where you can look up the kid's name that plays Stanley. It's called Bing. Yeah, yeah. It's just called Bing in an alternate reality where we're not in a castle, where we're in a fucking train station, and we're talking about like um, rom coms. Rom coms. You can use Bing. <laughs> uh, but uh, fucking nobody uses Bing. I'm tired of seeing that shit in movies. I'm so tired of seeing it. <laughs> Paid for by Microsoft. Paid for by Microsoft. Yes. Um, so, but yeah. So Stanley's a better character. He's not the naysayer as much because he has his witnesses, his event where the, the lady in the painting and stuff. There's more attention paid to him being Jewish and uh, what that means. Um, and that's interesting. So he's just a more interesting character, and that makes me care more about the casting. I don't care as much about the casting in the, um, although adult Stanley is pretty great in the, <laughs> in the fucking miniseries. Oh yeah, that's right. Head in the freezer. Well. You're all float. You're all float. Yeah, post- posthumously, he's, he's fantastic in the miniseries. Yeah, he's, you know what, he really shines when he's a head in the fridge. That's what. <laughs> That's when that's when Stanley's character breaks loose. Can we talk about how how cushy uh, Mike has it in that library? Right? God, it's so fucking lucky. I wish uh, I I know he makes less money than I do. Probably. Um, well, that's not true. He probably makes more. But I wish I lived. <laughs> I wish I. I wish I. I wish I. He doesn't really live, but he stays in the library. I wish I just had keys to a library I could go to at any time, and and I fucking ran the place. That'd mini be, fridge sons the head. Mini fridge sons the head. Yeah, it's pretty. That's a pretty good life in the eighties. A mini fridge, but no, yeah. Okay, so we're on. We're on Mike. Let's talk about Mike uh, casting wise, um, movie or um, or miniseries. Hands down, the miniseries, and it's not. It's look. He's just a warmer character in my mm-hmm. opinion. I like, but also the character in the miniseries it, and the book and the book. It, it's the character is just in the miniseries. One, he's he's he captures Mike from the book way way the, better. Yes, I mean he's lived in Derry. He's 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 seen horrible things. He never forgot. But at the same time, like he was the product of a of a um of a really nice home with uh, his parents provided for him and moved him to a nice town. And had had hobbies, and they were fleshed out characters, even though you didn't get to see them in the miniseries. In the book, they're living like his dad's a living character who who has a who runs a farm successfully. And to the let's yeah. let's save that for the ending when we because I want you at the last thing I want you to talk about is Mike because Mike is so important to the story, and you have you have kind of I guess a bone to pick where you've. You know, you're kind of with um, the movie, with yeah. the movie, okay, and its version of Mike. So we'll w- let's keep that till the end because I'll wrap up with that. Then, yeah. Um, so let's really quick. We got to talk about John Ritter, the late great John Ritter. Um, you know, his adult version of Ben probably isn't as much like Ben from the the book. It isn't, I don't think, because I, I mean, he's he's thin in the sense that he's not a fat fat guy, 
but he, you know, and he's in shape for someone in the eighties, I guess. But like, you know, the guy from the movie clearly looks like he's fucking at the gym every single day. Um, but man, there is something just so charismatic about John Ritter. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he read for Richie Tozer first and then like he got the bend. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I think it, I don't know why it works. You know what? Why it works is because Ben actually does a lot of heavy lifting in the story. That character does a lot. He has a love interest. Richie Tozer doesn't have a love interest. He has he has to do comedy. He has to he has to do comedy. He has to have a love interest. He has to play that character. Um, there's a lot going on. Ben's character has more spinning plates, and Richie's in the miniseries doesn't. So it makes sense for. Someone like John Ritter, who has equally had success in comedy and drama. And television and film. And television and film to do that role um, and do so well at it. I mean, I mean, I, you know, and a lot of this is probably nostalgia talking because we, our first, our first introduction to it was um, the cast. I'm trying to account for that bias or our biases altogether, but... um, but man, it's just hard not to love John Ritter in that role. You can talk about, well, you can talk about the, uh, you can talk about the the Bill character. Bill, yeah. We talk about Bill. Let's talk about the casting of Bill. Billy Boy in the miniseries played by John ba, Boy. Ba, ba, Billy Boy. Yeah, played yes, by, gotta say it right. Play, played by John Boy from the Waltons. That's how I remember it. Billy Boy's John Boy. Billy Boy's John Boy. His mole got second billing though. That's true. Look it up. Don't look it up. It's not true. Look it up on B. Um, okay. Uh, we'll, at some point, we'll do an episode on, on how actors used so to are, have character instead com- of just being yeah, uh, yeah. people from Abercrombie and Finch catalogs that are replaceable. You could take their faces off well, and not even tell the difference. Well, now, but th- this is so Bill's casting, though, in the movie is really good. Um, he's de- like, uh, okay, there's, all the, there's also this, this whole thing with. Uh, with Bill, where he's um, he's trying to save that kid and stuff like that. So, uh, Bill has uh, more to do in the movie. You know, the se- that's the benefit of having a whole second movie. That's just it's not a mini series, and it's and they've already. I mean, it's just it can move at the pace of a movie. As you can just give your characters different things to do. Um, the pacing's a little different. So you can fabricate whole cloth entire plots. Right, you can exactly. But uh No, I get you. This the second part of the miniseries falls short for it, me too. It does too. There's just no, nothing. I, I don't know so. about you, but like I watched the first part and then I know I'm gonna watch the second part for like the there's a few so many great scenes in the second part, uh, which we can talk about in a second in the miniseries. But I know that I'm really done with the part of the movie I wanted to watch after I, or the miniseries that I wanted to watch after I finish, uh, it used to be VHS tape one, but of course these days it's, uh, well, it's all on the same disc. So just the first, uh, episode of the series, miniseries. But even with the movie, the best part is the first movie. I mean, it's the first move part. It's the part with their kids. That's the best part of the story. And that's the brilliance of the book because, the fact that you're getting that as a through line or a vein through the entire uh, book means that you, I mean, you get to enjoy that part along with the not as, 
the B story, the B plot, which is them as adults, that's really the way it feels, right? It's it's the less interesting part in all incarnations. The thing the book's structure has over the others is it manages to use the part we enjoy so much um, as the main kind of storyline, even though they're both happening. Because it's a stronger, it kind of takes over or supersedes it. And you really just get closure, your finality with the uh, the, the adult storyline. So, yeah. Yeah. I, and I thought I was going to come in here and say the structure was better in the miniseries because I really like the structure in the miniseries. But I think the structure in the book is better. Uh, do, you, do you agree or disagree on no, that? No, I agree with that totally. In fact, um, man, I love the miniseries, like you said. And I think that the first movie has a lot going for it because it's all the good parts. It's all the best stuff. It's... But the the book, like you said, just the the structure of um, makes it completely compelling throughout. Yes, and what I will say now, what I'll say about the book is, I don't think it's as terrifying as the movie or the miniseries. Although it's way more graphic, and you're getting way more of the aftermath of what happens to these kids, and uh, even more so in the movie, obviously when it's visual. Um, but because it's the monster, uh, it's different monsters. It's the monster mash because they're old school universal monsters, mostly or the giant bird, um, (laughs) that classic, the giant bird, you know, if you think about it, the giant space spider makes way more sense in the context of we, we've been talking about giant, not defending that, (laughs) defending it in any incarnation. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right, keeps me keep me in line, um, but no, uh, no. But that's where the book doesn't isn't as scary because listen, uh, and I've said it a hundred times. I probably only said it once on on the podcast, but the shit that scared your grandfather is not fucking scary because they're like, oh, monsters, and you know, it was scary to your grandfather because you're like, monsters are scary, and it was scary to his father because he's like, that's a it seems like that's some sort of euphemism or metaphor for foreigners, and I don't like those. Yeah. You know, that's why it scared his father. But but to you, the wolfman, not scary. Why? Because you've never walked out of your house and said, hmm, I, mean, I hope there aren't any wolfmen out here. <laughs> you know, no, you grew up in a time after serial killers became super um, prevalent. prevalent. I mean, I actually theorize that they've always been prevalent. We've, we just now we see them. Or that's now- a different podcast. Yeah, that's a history podcast. So what that is, uh, we talk about like different serial killers. Was he a serial killer throughout history? You know what? We might do that sometime. Um, we might just do that as an episode. All right, but because uh, it's horrifying. Yeah, it's horrifying for yeah. sure. But like the but when you see the killer clown, yes, he's still a monster. But we've been conditioned to be terrified of clowns now. Clowns are are creepy to us now in a way that they weren't back then, and wouldn't have been creepy to your grandfather. Or his father, lest that clown was foreign. Yeah, I agree. Um, after looking at cast and all that, where, where do we want to? What do we want to tackle next before we wrap up with our thoughts, our final thoughts? Okay, like a fucking well, Jerry Springer episode or something. It's so weird that he did that. <laughs> it's so weird that he had final thoughts. It's like, what are your final thoughts about the 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 fucking little person that was in the KKK. Yeah, it was like that time that he tried to fight the the the, the, the obese African American woman. What could your fucking words of wisdom possibly be? 
it's it's fucking it's 30 minutes uh to an hour i can't remember what it was of just fucking of a sideshow juggling and fucking plate spinning and someone's eating fire and there's a lot of fights and chairs and all that shit and and jerry springer i think it's his ego we're not talking about Jerry Springer, but we'll talk about Jer- we'll talk <laughs> about Jerry about Springer it. for one second. It's his ego, and that's the only explanation See, my- I have for the god awful movie that came out called the Jerry Springer Show. No, was it called that? I don't remember what no. the fucking name was. It was terrible. It was. The it was like Re- I want to be a cowboy. Remaster. It was remaster. He was um, like I want to be a cowboy. But no, so we've kind of covered the uh, we've covered everything we kind of wanted to as far as structure. I think we're falling on. We think the book structure is better. When it comes to the actual scares, I think the movie is probably would be more terrifying than a miniseries. Um, but when it comes to cast, we're gonna say it's more charming. The uh, that, that goes to the, the the miniseries. It's almost looking almost looking like a fucking tie, which no one likes and wants. Well, but I, here what I'll here's what I'll say: as far as the movie, the scares, there's a lot of jump scares, and that's fine. That'll get you the first time, and. Yeah. There's some decent CGI, but it, some of it, some of it's really good. But we know that that doesn't always age well, right? So here's the part where, because we've talked about the good things or what was better at doing this, we need to talk about what was worse at doing stuff, and that's how you make a decision when you have like a three way tie. The negatives, because you got to stack those against the positives. Because new, two negatives become a positive. Yes, that's simple math. That is that's true. Two negatives become a positive. I don't know what you want me to. Is this supposed to be? We got a joke about this. Do we write write some down? All right. Um, but uh, when we when we start talking about negatives, there are some negatives with obviously the book. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There are some negatives with the miniseries, and there are some negatives with the movie. So let's talk about those. 